Megillah per Gimel Mishnah Aleph 3.1 And before I begin, it should be noted that this parak, which is called Bnei Ha'ir, actually appears as the fourth and final parak in the Bavli, if you want the Gemara. Um, and it seems, however, probably this this ordering, as we have it in front of us, is consistent with how the Rif has the Minion of the Shonim and the Rishami. Um, nevertheless, it remains sort of an interesting question why it would be ordered in the way that it is in front of us here because um, the fourth chapter will go back to once again talking about reading the Megillah whereas our chapter here talks about the halachas of the Besa Knesses and um, the Kriya Satora. The first three Mishnayas we have here talk about the halachas and the Kedusha of a, a base Knesses, a Shul and things associated with it and here on our first Mishnah what's the ostensible focal point is the halachas of selling a shul and other things that have um, kedusha attached to them, like a sefer Torah and an Aron Kodesh, etc. Now, to understand the Mishnah, a good amount of background is required here. The first thing is to understand that when it comes to selling, let's say, a, a, a shul or a sefer Torah or a Aron Kodesh, etc., um, so the luck would be that if all the stakeholders agree to do it, then it's going to be permitted to do so essentially without restriction. What our mission is doing here, and this really is sort of not at all evident from the words of the mission itself, is discussing a scenario where um, not all of the stakeholders are acting in unison. And therefore, um, there's like safeguards put in place where the rabbi said that the kadusha of these items um, should limit the permissibility of how they're sold and what the and what the proceeds from the sale are used to purchase. So essentially that's a protection that people can sort of sell, um, you know, something from the shul and then diminish the shul's religious assets. It's assets, there's a kadusha, let's call it. Um, so to understand that, what you have to get is that in the time of the mission, the Gemara, the way that cities um, were organized, I'll call it politically, is that they had... Um, seven representatives, like a representative democracy, the seven representatives of the town who are referred to as the Shiva Tuvehair, the seven good men of the city, um, who were appointed by the city as its representatives to make decisions regarding communal matters. So those seven persons, and they don't even have to be like the biggest tzaddikim or the wisest people, they're just seven representatives of, of the town that are chosen by the people of the town and um, by whatever power structure there are in the town to put them in place, um, they're authorized to act on behalf of the town. Now, although they're authorized to do so, there's a concern that they would perhaps, in certain instances, um, act in a way that's not in concert with all the stakeholders of the city, and therefore, our mission is going to put safeguards in place where if either the city residents, the majority of the city residents act not with the authorization of the Shiva Tuva here, those seven persons who are like the, the council of the city, or if the seven people of the city, the Shiva Tuvair, act without like um, unanimous consent of the people, so then there are certain safeguards put in place where if you're selling these kind of assets to the community, like the shul or the sefator, etc., there are limits um, as to what the process can be used for. But if, and this is not, again, not explicit in the mission at all, but if the Shiva Tuvair make a decision that we're selling the Aron Kodesh of our shul, or we're selling one of our shuls, we have two, we need just one of them, or whatever the story is, and all of the people of the city. And the Mishnah Brewer learns, in fact, that um, if it's unanimous, if there's a unanimous consent by all the rest of the 
the people in the city, like in other words, with the way the, the language is, that is the Shivet Tuvair do the sale b'ma'amad, like like in a, like a town meeting is called, with all of the residents of the city. And the, the Mishabura said it in, in it's in uh, Sif Kufnun Gimel, excuse me, Simon Kufnun Gimel, Sif Katun Pe Gimel. He says there that any individual, any unanimity, um, anyone could stop this, but if the entire city agrees, including the Shavitavir, to make a sale, then the sale is unrestricted and they could sell what they want and use the process for whatever they want. Um, deconsecrated and acceptable. Um, so these are not sort of absolutes, but sort of are called safeguards to protect the city um, and the community from like loss of Kadush or mitzvah items unnecessarily. Um, the second thing you need to understand is that, um, it's really built on the first thing, is that the Kadush we're talking about here is all rabbinic in nature. When we talk about something having kadusha and it being like redeemed and losing its kadusha, or when you take the kadusha off of something and transfer it to something else, that really only applies to um, hektish of the Beis Hamikdash, um, and and similar things. There are some other like there could be like in, in kadushas um, the peros, the produce of Eretz and the shemitah and so on. But in general, um, a sefer Torah and certainly other mitzvah items, a sefer Torah has other mitzvah items like a like a shul. Or Aaron Kodesh, etc. Um, the kedusha that's invested in those things isn't the kind of kedusha which kind of is fungible and comes off the kedusha on the coins and back and forth. Um, it's it's a rabbinic in nature. The rabbis are saying we're treating the shul as if it has a sort of a kedusha that can come off, and that while it's on, it's restricted in some way. Okay. Now, all that said, the governing principle, like the the value at work here, the Torah's value at work here, is that um, unless Barring, I'm not, I'm not going to discuss it again, but the, barring the unanimous decision of the city, including the Shivatuvair, and to make a sale. So the city isn't permitted to sell its resources, its religious resources, um, unless it's Malin Bakodish Vemoridan, unless the, the, the net result is that the proceeds of the sale were used to purchase something that was more Kadosh, more invested, more Kadusha, sanctity, um, than before. And that, Therefore, our mission will set forth kind of like a schedule of six stage, six levels of trading up higher and higher in terms of Kadusha, saying you could only sell A, the lesser Kadosh thing, if you use the proceeds to purchase greater Kadosh things like B, and so on. Okay, that's that's the backstory of the Mishnah here. So now, inside the Mishnah says, again, Perik Gimel Mishalaf 3.1, the Mishnah begins, and it says, B'nei Ha'ir. If the residents of the city, so this would mean that a majority of the people of the city get together to make a decision on behalf of the city, but not with the consent and like authorization of the Shivet Tuvair. And the exact same thing would be true if the Shivet Tuvair act without the unanimous consent of the Bnei Ha'ir, the residents of the city. Shemach Rechova Shalir, who sell the town square, a town square, a square in the town. So, there's a Kedusha there, says the Tana, because if you remember from Masechus Tainus, in times of uh, impending calamity, so people are to go to the town square and have prayer services there, so it functions like an ad hoc synagogue, if you will. So therefore, there's some Kedusha invest there, and if they're going to sell the town square, um, they have to keep this principle under the circumstance I described before, of Malim Makodesh Vemaridim, they can only get something more Kadosh, and therefore, Lokhin Bedamav Besa Knesses. The process can only be used to purchase a shul, a base Knesses, a synagogue, or something further up the chain, um, but nothing less than that. Um, now, in terms of the Rehovah uh, Shalir having Kadusha, that's the sheet of this Tana over here. Um, Aratana, who the Gemara identifies as being 
Um, I forgot his name. We'll come back in a second. But anyways, it, it he this this tunnel holds that it's there's a kedushin vested in the in the town square because the reason I said that people pray there. However, uh, the chachamim disagree and say no, there is no kedusha uh, when it comes to the town square, and therefore um, there's no there's no restriction at all on selling the town square. That was a shita of Rebbe Menachem Bar Yosi. Okay. Further, if you're going to sell the Shul, so here we say further going further up the chain. Here we say um, base haknesses. If the bnei ha'ir or the shiva tovir want to sell the base knesses, the town's shul, lo chinteva, the kedusha goes up, and you can only buy with it a teva. A teva, according to most, means like the aron kodesh. Um, Rabbi Yonah learns that it's a, the the bima on which the Torah is read. Both are the same, I guess. Um, both are serve the Torah and therefore have more kedusha than just the base knesses itself. Um, and you have to go again up and not down. Now, in Kedusha, now here everyone agrees there is there is this rabbinic Kedusha attached to base Knesset and the sanctity has to be observed. If they're not acting, you know, in unison with everyone together, including the Shiva Tuva here. So, um, now, separately, there's a separate Isser. If there'd be, let's say the case here is that you have, you know, two shuls in town and the town just needs one. So they decided the second, they're going to sell the second shul to local, I don't know, library system so that they can have the proceeds to use for other purposes. So then they're allowed to do that, like we described before, if everyone agrees. Um, but there's a separate dinder abundant. If there'd be only one shul in the town, to sell it is forbidden, um, not directly because of these rules of Kedusha, but rather that lest there be no shul left in the town and no one have a place to dove and have a minion, they won't build a new one, and therefore there's a separate issue of, of, of selling the last shul in town, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the last shul in town. Okay, as far as selling the, 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 shul, the shul, you could buy a teva, if you sell the teva, the Aron Kodesh, or the bima, then lokhin mitpachos, um, you have to purchase, um, these are like the, the the fabric rolls, like a wimple, um, that are used to wrap up the Torah. Nowadays, when you wrap the Torah, we have a kind of like something made of Velcro, like a Velcro belt um, that goes around it, and then like the Ashkenazi communities, and then there's like the, the Torah cover. They use basically like um, fabric that they wrap the Torah in, and we're talking about that fabric that wraps the Torah to protect it, though that has a higher kedusha yet uh, than than a teva. So that's the, per- the purchase proceeds you could use for a te- from the sale of a teva is the mitpachos. If you sell the mitpachos lokchins farim, then you can purchase only um, sifre kodesh. So we're talking like scrolls of the Tanakh, etc. Now a chumash, as we know it, would be considered a sefer also, but a Torah scroll, an actual sefer Torah, is a higher level. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, if the Sefer Torah is puzzle, and that's like, say, an invalid letter, then it has the status of being like a Sefer here in our, in our, uh, in our Mishnah. So, if you sell the Sfarim, those Sefer Tanakh, etc., Lokhin Torah, then one can purchase only a Sefer Torah, that's the pinnacle of Kedush like this, there's no higher end, therefore, that's all you can do. Aval im machru Torah, if you sell a Sefer Torah, Lokhin Torah, they're not allowed to use, um, the proceeds, sale proceeds to purchase other kinds of lesser sanctified svarim, like Tanakh, etc., scrolls. Svarim, if they sell svarim, lo yikhu mitbachos, they can't purchase the covers for Torah scrolls. Mitbachos, lo yikhu teva, they can't use the proceeds of the mitpachat, of, of the wraps, to purchase uh, Aron Kodesh or, or Bima. Teva, lo yikhu knesses, the proceeds of the sale of the Ark, Torah or can't usually purchase the, the shul. Basically, and the selling a shul can't be used, purchased 
proceeds can't be used to purchase a square, even from what square they can use to pray inside. The chen b'mos rehen, and the same goes for the leftovers. This is like the change. In other words, if you sell, if you, if you even if you're going uphill, let's say you you sold your your Aaron Kodesh because you wanted to buy a set of of scrolls like uh, Haftarah scrolls, you know, scrolls for leaning. So let's say this you you it, you got a thousand dollars for your Aaron Kodesh and you spent you had there was nine hundred dollars to purchase the set of scrolls. You have a hundred dollars left. So you can't say, well, I use the majority for the right purpose. The last hundred I can use for like a lesser purpose. No, even the last hundred dollars also has the same restrictions as the other nine hundred. All the change, the most the Here's the Mishra's word, Mosrayan, the leftovers, the money, the change, also has to be put to use also for a higher purpose, but not less. Okay. Now, that's all of that. Now, um, there is one other, at least one other major point that Gamora brings regarding this, which is, um, I said, the if all the stakeholders act in unison, so then they can do essentially what they please, um, and they could sell anything and use the process to buy anything else, uh, whatever they see fit. Um, the There is a complexity, if we're talking about a base Knesses, that's used by you know people beyond the local village. So let's say, for example, for argument's sake, the people of the town built a shul on the, you know, at the train station. So now... Everyone who goes to the train station, when they need the mincha, they use that shul. So what happens is um, the whole world now becomes like a stakeholder in that shul because not just the residents of the city use it, but other villages use it, but also the people are traveling by. And therefore, once it happens, so there's no way to get all the stakeholders together because it's not the shiva tuvi or not even all the members of the village together are the only stakeholders. Therefore, they can never sell that shul um, because they're not authorized to do so. If they would sell it, they would, you know, they would, they would be restricted only 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 you know and this allowed to do so okay fine that is so therefore it couldn't be sold talkless other point selling a safer torah in general is forbidden at all events um, regardless of who owns it and whether it's authorized to do so so in other words um if you'd ask the same question before if, if i have a private shul in my house or a private aron kodesh so i'm i'm the only stakeholder i'm the only bylam the owner uh, and therefore i'm totally authorized to do what i please with it not true with the Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah in general cannot be sold um, under any circumstances, under any normal circumstances, even if it's to buy a new Sefer Torah, etc. It's disallowed. Um, there are exceptions brought down the halacha, extreme exceptions, like, for example, if you need money to redeem pidyon shfuyim, redeem captives, or to marry off orphans, or the truth is for Talmud Torah itself, um, under those circumstances, one could sell a Sefer Torah, even if he's, you know, one could sell a Sefer Torah. Okay, and similarly, everyone agrees that the leftovers of the sale of the Sefer Torah can be used to purchase another Sefer Torah because that's, even though it's equal Kedusha, not more Kedusha, because since the Torah scroll itself is the, sort of the top of the of the Kedusha pile, you have no choice but to use the proceeds for other Sefer Torah. Okay, now, one more point in the Mishnah, a new point here. Um, this is, according to the version of the Mishnah as we have it, Rabbi Yehuda is mentioned as the Tana here. However, and the Gemara and and uh, most of the Girsos, besides the one we have in front of us in most printed Mishnayos, it's Rabbi Meir Shita, and that seems proper. Rabbi Meir holds that when you sell one of these items, 
even after the sale, the Kedusha still remains with the item. So if you sell a shul, even though it's now been like decommissioned as a shul, but the Kedusha still is inherent to the shul, it still belongs to the building. So therefore you become restricted, and therefore you're restricted in what you and how you can sell it. And therefore the Mishnah says, Ein es You can't even sell one shul that's a public shul to a private person, to have a shul in his own backyard or his own house, etc. You're not allowed to do that. Um, because you are bringing it down from more Kadosh, less Kadosh, because um, when you have a public shul, so then people down there, they have a minion there, people say, you know, they have a minion, so they can say Kadosh, etc. Um, whereas when you sell that, if you sell that shul to a private person, wants to have his own private base measure, since he won't have a minion there, he won't be able to do these Devarim Shabbat so you've taken the shul down, that's Rabbi Merashita, and again, that's the probably the proper girsa. Um, Amrulo. So the rabbi said back to him, look, according to us, you could sell it. There's no restrictions. But according to you, at least, you shouldn't even be allowed to sell the shul, the right to the shul, from a larger community to a smaller community. And the reason why is because you have fewer people, so you have less kadusha there. But Rabbi Meir rejects that. Rabbi Meir says there's a difference between fewer people davening, which of course, like, um, is runs against the principle of Barov Am Hadras Melech, that with the greater multitude there's more honors to the king. That's true, um, but he says that's, we're not concerned about that. What we're concerned about is it going from a place that has a minion, so therefore you have minion there every time throughout the day, and you have you have your, uh, you know, all the that can be done only with a minion happens there, to a private person where you lose the minion and therefore you just don't have those things happening that you would not be allowed to do. However, the Lacha is like Rameer, the Lacha is like the Tanakama, which is that you could sell a Base Knesset, um, to another community, um, or really the truth is, as I said before, you could sell it as long as there's another shul in town, um, without restriction given the parameters I said before, um, etc.